Welcome back to the Towns of Learning Show podcast series, episode 42, with independent learning tech analyst John Lay. Today, I interview Barry Kelly, CEO of Thought Industries, about the current state of customer learning in 2021. Find more of our content at talentolearning.com. Well, welcome back, listeners, to the Talent to Learning Show podcast series. On this show, I'm fortunate to interview the world's leading experts in extended enterprise learning solutions from both the vendor and the practitioner perspectives. Extended enterprise being defined as any educational activity that's targeted to your non-employee audiences, such as customers, prospects, and partners, resellers, members, and more. And today is no different as we have Barry Kelly, CEO of Thought Industries, back with us a second time here on the show in the last few years. Thought Industries being one of the world's premier customer learning software solution organizations. And so we're going to get an update of what's going on in the industry, find out what's hot, what's trending, how COVID's impacted and more. Barry, welcome to the Talented Learning Show. Great to be here. Thanks, John. Always great All to right. join you. Oh, it's great to have you as, as one of the the visionaries here in customer learning and one of the first experts I met that is dedicating themselves all the way back when I started Talented Learning uh, almost eight years ago. Uh, we met and, and have been sharing resources and best practices on customer learning and extended enterprise learning in general. So it's always great to, to get your perspective on this. But for those that haven't met you before or haven't uh, listened to the previous time you're on the podcast or one of our webinars, could you give us a minute or two quickly on Thought Industries and your role in the marketplace? Yeah, happy to. Thanks, John. Hi, everybody. Um, yeah, we uh, founded Thought Industries, well, coming up on about eight years ago now. Um, and, uh, you know, we are a, an enterprise learning technology company that focuses on exclusively on external learning. And that, you know, basically means that our technology um, is used and leveraged in customer education, customer training, educational services. And then we provide technologies for organizations that have, you know, a core core training as a product. So, um, you know, enterprise training companies. Uh, professional continuing education associations and the organizations that are trying to manage and deliver you know the business of learning and uh, um, you know we are headquartered in Boston but we've got employees spread out all over the United States and in Ireland and uh, you know we've been uh, it's been a great ride for the last eight years and you know I think so excited about where the market is continuing to go so looking forward to digging into all this today. All right and you more than anybody knows where the, the market is going because uh, for the third or fourth year in a row now, you've published, you being Thought Industries as an organization has published the state of the customer education report, and you've done so again uh, for 2021. And so I was wondering, uh, before we dig into the, you know, like what the results were, could you tell us about the, the report, the purpose and the process yeah. of how you get this data real quick to set the stage? Yeah, absolutely. Happy to. We, um, you know, with this, as we said, this is in, in, in our, our 2021, I think is our third year that we've oh, uh, issued a report. I think we wanted to get in inside uh, the, the feedback, I suppose, inside the organizations that are delivering, you know, customer education, you know, across the globe. Um, understand a lot of the nuances in the market. What you know, what departments are they reporting into? You know, what are they leveraging customer education for? How are they measuring it? What sort of impact is it having on their business? Um, and then other nuances in terms of the types of modalities of learning that are being delivered. So you know, it's remained the, the questions that we ask remain consistent across the board. Um, and um, you know, we're able to look at the delta between you know the data points kind of year over year. But it's just been a fascinating way to 
you know, get that, um, you know, market feedback in terms of the things that are that are working and maybe some of the things that aren't working so well, too. Mm, interesting. So you ask the same questions each year and then that gives you a, basically the year over year. That's that, that's what you mean? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. I mean, there's definitely some, you know, there, I think there's a core series of questions that are really, you know, that are that are repeat year over year. And then, you know, depending on what's happening, obviously, we had questions this year related to. COVID-19 and uh, the effects of the pandemic on on learning and customer education. So, you know, those were factored in. And then, you know, we, you know, you start to see trends in the market. We introduce questioning around that as well. So. Wow. Wow. And what were the, the top insights? I know you got can't summarize a, a whole big report in two seconds, but, you know, if you, you can narrow it down to yeah. the top two or three things that you thought really stood out this year in comparison to the other two years. Uh, yeah, they, absolutely. Yeah, I think, well, you know, I think the, the 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 great thing is that, you know, customer education continues to grow. Um, you know, I think over 60% of those that we surveyed in, the, surveyed in the report, you know, have increased their, you know, investment in customer education well over 30%. So we're still yeah. continuing to see growth. Um, I think, you know, um, we are obviously have seen uh, changes and upticks in sort of monetization. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Um, and also, you know, one of the other data points that's pretty interesting, that's actually consistent over last year at 43% of the audience struggling to measure the impact of customer education effectively. And that's something that we've heard, you know, over and over again, um, and something that, you know, we, we continue to kind of dig in on and try and understand why. And I think um, we'll get into this maybe a little bit later on in the conversation, but, it, you know, I think it's how traditional learning platforms or learning technologies have have measured the impact of learning. And I think for customer education, it's slightly different because mm. uh, the impact of learning is found, you know, in, in, in other parts of the business, whether it's retention or, um, you know, uh, customer CSAT and NPS, lots of other, you know, product engagement, things like that, which we'll chat about. But, um, you know, pretty interesting that people are still struggling with the measurement. Hmm. That is really interesting because uh, I say how easy it is all the time. So maybe I'm yeah. wrong. <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe. Um, you know, I think, you know, it's interesting. I, there's sort of, um, I think there's a sort of a maturity scale. And I think people have talked a lot about the sort of maturity model around customer education. And I think as the organization changes, you know, the the needs to on how we report uh, and customers have impact on the business kind of change. So I don't mm -hmm. think there's a one size fits all, but I certainly think, you know, depending on your stage <clears throat> of maturity, there's different ways to look at the impact of 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 the technology or the, the impact of the of the educational programs. I think the one thing is that, you know, a lot of you know, a lot of the, the those data points are in are 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 spread out across a lot of different adjacent technologies and platforms. So mm -hmm. CRM systems, uh, product you know, uh, product adoption systems, support technology, um, uh, community technologies. You know, all of the sort of marketing or post-sale customer stack that organizations are used. So in a lot of cases, the impact of customer education. Um, you know, the, the data points from that and the KPIs are actually housed in other technologies. And so mm -hmm. that's why I think so organizations are finding it a little bit tricky to kind of trace back, you know, exactly how, you know, some of the programs are impacting the, the learners. I mean, there's the default 
you know, um, components of measurement that are, you know, are, are embedded in learn any learning management system, you know, assessments and progress and starts, finishes, and, you know, um, all these other things that are associated with that. But, you know, really, if you've got to get in and figure out if the customer is having success, that information is, is, is tends to be elsewhere. Mm-hmm. That's a really interesting point because all those systems, those ancillary systems that house the uh, the evidence of uh, the measurable result are all systems that are not integrated typically with an employee LMS. Yeah. So if you have an employee LMS and you're expanding that out, uh, learning system to those external audiences, all of those are new systems you have to learn about and understand and figure out how to integrate with and and understand those KPIs and all right. of that would be, you know, a new set of knowledge, you know, for all right. of those. And, you know, that would, that's probably one, but I, I would think that the message must be getting through because if we have, um, you know, such an increase in, you know, the adoption and the spending, why, why do you think that, that, that has risen that 30%, uh, you know, here recently, what, what's, what's the cause of that acceleration? Uh, yeah, I think, um, I think there's some really important business, macro business, you know, trends uh, that have been happening over over a long number of years. I mean, there's a focus on the customer like never before. Um, you know, the subscription economy, you know, it relies on you know the, the retaining a customer, you know, year over year, uh, and the value of that customer is is critical to the success of the business. Now, you know, in, in you know, we're talking a little bit about the SaaS model as as um, you know, you know, in terms of sort of software learning, but we're seeing a lot of those behaviors across, you know, lifetime value that are being um, adapted and adopted by other by other organizations that may have physical product or different delivery models. But you know, the customer has become you know the the, the sort of epicenter of everything that's important to the to the to the organization. Um, and I think part of it is that you know we've seen that through you know the customer success movement, which has been you know has been growing over the last eight years in terms of uh, how um, technologies and strategies around how to optimize the relationship with the customer at different stages of that life cycle. But I think you know, and I so I think organizations are realizing that you know learning and educating the customer is such a critical part of that movement, and I think we're starting to see that growth. You know, the, the interesting thing is that the customer is in a sort of constant state of evolution, right? They're not a static, it's not a static journey. So they go from like unaware to aware to a prospect to a trialer to a new customer to an adopting customer. And then, you know, hopefully, you know, they become an advocate uh, or a neutral or a detractor, right? So there's there's constant sort of change and metamorphosis of the, of the of the customer. And it's a... And it's a journey of education and learning, right? It's a, it's about understanding the concepts, about understanding how to have success with a product, about innovating around a product, um, and 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 their needs are very different at different stages along the way. So I think that's why we're seeing it. I think organizations are realizing that, you know, um, whereas before maybe L and D was a function that that you know uh, serves and focused on mostly on the internal employee. Um, they're, they're realizing the benefits of actually educating the market now and educating the customer. So mm-hmm. um, it's a fascinating time. Um, 
And, um, you know, I think that individuals that have had careers in learning and learning and development have, you know, are starting to find themselves maybe even sitting in the marketing group, which is, which is interesting too. <laughs> they yeah. never would have thought they'd be instructional marketers when, yeah. they, started, when <laughs> they started their career back in uh, their master degree in instructional uh, design. So yeah. tell me, you're describing, uh, without using the words, you're describing the customer life cycle yeah. of all the way from unaware to advocate and every yeah. stage in between. And many organizations find value, initial value uh, in, in the onboarding phase. Because right. it's one of the easier ones to, to measure of bringing a, a customer right. up. But you've mentioned you know, eight different phases that are outside the onboarding phase. Are strategic organizations now targeting all eight of those different phases or some of them more than others? What, what are your thoughts on that? It seems like there's a lot of value by looking at it that way. Yeah, tons of value. Um, so I would say, you know, the, the research, uh, you know, is, is, is pretty, has been con sort of consistent year over year. You know, I think in our report, if, and I, I'm hopefully my memory serves me correctly here, but I think about 62% surveyed said that their focus was really on onboarding and retention. Um, and sure. then I think, um, and so that's, a, that's, I think that was the, the main area of focus. And I, we see that. I think the entry point into customer education and the need, you know, usually starts there. You know, it starts in onboarding. I need to I need a better way to get time to value here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we're getting scale. Uh, we're onboarding customers every day. We're onboarding new customers, but we're also on, onboarding new users in customer accounts. So that sort of process, you know, that, that never goes away. In fact, it gets more demanding. Um, so I think that's the initial area where organizations focus, get that right, and then they can begin to look at, you know, the, the other stages of the life cycle as well. Um, and those, you know, are get around product adoption, um, you know, product mastery certification, you know, channels, partners, all of the other things, you know, how to, you know, certified trainers, certifying the markets, the resellers. Um, but I think, you know, ultimately organizations that are trying, that maybe have a complex product or tr trying to define a new segment in the market, really look at education, um, educating the market as a, as a really critical component of their go-to-market strategy. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and again, best practices, thought leadership, um, those things are really critical, you know, for organizations that are trying to help the market understand how to use their products and why, you know, a particular practice is, is important to a business. So mm -hmm. um, it's exciting to see that it's a different type of learning. It's a different type of delivery object. It's definitely a collaboration with marketing. I mean, there's a, there's a term used called the EQL, the education qualified lead, right? Which is um, exactly, you know, a marketing qualified lead, right? Same thing, only it's, it's qualified through, you know, educational programs that have been released to the market. And we've talked about this before, but there's been companies over the years that have done a phenomenal job of this, like say HubSpot, you know, where there's a whole ton of people who are inbound certified. I mean, that's the, it's a mm -hmm. pretty beautiful example of, of that, you know, mar of you know, sort of market education at work. Mm -hmm. And really getting them to that advocate phase, you know, if you're yeah. getting yourself, now you're certified and now you're putting it on your, your LinkedIn profile as a way to, you know, to, to get a new job and stuff. Uh, yeah. What a great way to, to be onboarding. You know, it's, you know, as you talk about the, the different phases and, and the life cycle and the places of value, you know, it's hard to think about, you know, just if you are focused on employee learning solely and you expand out the customer, I don't think that you realize that, you know, how much there is out there. Uh, yeah. It's as much as developing an employee, but actually much, much more when you uh, you think about the different stages and 
And so I've seen organizations now really adopting a individual team or a dedicated team that may interact with the HR and training team, but a dedicated yeah. team that's focused on the customer learning life cycle and the application of training. Are, are you seeing that also, or do you see it being driven more by HR? Um, yeah, I think we're starting to see more groups. I think our organization internally, the Learning Strategies Group, um, oversees all of our training. So across all everything inside our company, whether internal employees, um, sales organization, as well as um, you know our customer education, um, mm. and I think it provides a lot of consistency. Right? So there's you know there's um, a way to understand, uh, you know, what content or what particular strategies are going to be beneficial for the customer and for the employee, and especially the the customer facing groups. Um, it's it's you know it'd be interesting. I I think it's kind of counterintuitive to have to be training like you know your customer success team from your internal L and D team, and then you know be training your customer with mm. a completely different team. <laughs> yeah. You know without actually having a you know a lot of uh, collaboration there. So I think there's huge benefits of bringing everybody together, um, and um, you know I think we're seeing a little bit more of that at the organization. We're also, quite frankly, seeing you know the customer education group move around inside organizations. How so? You know, just you know, reporting into customer success, reporting into marketing, reporting into the services oh team, you know, especially in education services where they might report into COO operations. Um, you know, and we've you know we have we've worked with organizations that have moved you know kind of midstream, you know, where it's maybe moved from marketing back to customer success and vice versa. So. Um, you know, I think, you know, I, I think over time, you know, we'll, and then depending on the life stage of the organization, um, you know, we'll start to see, maybe we'll start to see some consolidation or consistency in where those, where those part, departments live. But you know, I think we'd all love to see a centralized learning organization that is thinking about everybody and everything in one, in one sort of seamless movement. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So how has COVID uh, impacted the industry? Has it made a difference in your opinion? Um, yeah, I think so. I think, um, you know, uh, I would say for us, you know, we've always been very focused, um, you know, on 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 the external learner and on organizations that, you know, are, um, we can be a good partner to. I think that's an, an important thing to do. You got to know you know when when there's a good fit and i i do feel like at the beginning of covid um there was a lot of noise in the market just in terms of you know organizations being forced maybe being forced or forced into buying technology for the first time without having a lot of you know experience or or having a really clear understanding of what they wanted to do strategically and so um you know, I think that 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 can be a little risky, right? Um, de definitely a lot of volume, a lot of opportunity, but you have to be very careful that you can help organizations kind of fulfill on their goals. Mm -hmm. So we we focused heavily to make sure that we were able to, you know, we still were focused on our ideal customer because we want consistency in our roadmap. We want to be able to be provide a consistent experience and value. Um, but I think, you know, if we look at it. Um, I think it's had a big impact, and I think a report had the uh, um, mentioned. I think it was 41% prioritized from in-person to virtual learning, um, yep. and 77% um, said uh, the pandemic um, 
made customer education uh, increase the importance of customer education at the organization. So that's a that's a really big really big data point. But I'll say this: I think you know we're big fans. We started the company of you know crossing the chasm, and you know when you start to do something you know in many ways that's brand new in a new segment, it's really important to find those early adopters, those visionaries. And I think in the different stages. For the last, you know, seven years, we'd have individuals, I would say, that are early adopters that have been moving, you know, taking sort of the in-person delivery model and starting to diversify it. Um, and they've been doing that over time. And I would say, and it's not as still an early adopter market. In fact, I would say like that, um, you know, the pragmatists, so that sort of first stage past the chasm, right, that those organizations have been slowly adopting over time getting prepared but i think in march last year you know this this accelerant you know through the pandemic hit the market and everybody overnight had to figure out how to move from this in-person model to a more blended model or even just virtualize as a step one and so um you know i would say that um in many ways these uh, like the late majority individuals in that model are like we're just forced to adapt to to adapt and as a result i think that we've had i think we're just going to have a you know pretty wide stream change in the way that individuals learn going forward i don't think we're going to go back and you're going to see the same volume of um in-person training as as was there before um, I think people, the individuals themselves, know they have better, you know, should have better options, better, better product experiences that they can learn just as much virtually or in a blended model. Um, so again, I think it's, you know, uh, COVID-19 has been, um, you know, uh, a sort of an accelerant for the market in terms of organizations really thinking ahead about, you know, what's the delivery model, and uh, mm -hmm. I think that's that's a really good thing. I think so too. I, I think so yeah. too. So you and I have done uh, one or two webinars uh, over the years uh, as time has evolved around customer learning and, and monetization strategies in general. Do you yeah. charge for it? Do you not charge for it? Why? How, how has that shifted in your, I know that's a big question, but any current trends on how organizations are looking at monetization? Of yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a tricky one. I, you know, I don't know if there's a definitive, you know, answer or this kind of obvious point. I think it all comes down to the a lot of times to the life stage of the organization and its maturity model. Um, when to kind of move from maybe you know to make that change or the transition from cross center to profit center. You know, I, I think there's organizations that might that are education customers that may be educational services organizations that, you know, have P&Ls, right? And who are, you know, have been selling learning for a long time and will consistently do it over long periods of time. And that's a critical part of their business. Um, and then I think there's other organizations that really the the focus of customer education is really to impact retention, you know, customer satisfaction, time to value, um, and you know, charging for and monetizing education isn't important uh, to the organization. All of the effort has to go into the focus on the customer being retained um, or expanding and expanding that ACV. So I think it really comes down to you know the goal of the organization. My, my my advice to any organization thinking about it is like make sure that your customer education program is just aligned with what's happening in the boardroom. Like what is 
what's the current what are the current kpis what are the goals for the company for the year for the next two years how are you plugged into that and if monetization is an important part of that then great um and then um and i think there is you know people will say that you you know we hear a lot of conversations about having to ask for budget every year right the customer education department i want more budget um i want more people i want to expand programs and maybe the executive teams are like why you know and so i think there's an option from some organizations to begin to um you know generate revenue whether it's onboarding training or re-onboarding or you know other niche focused um programs where you can begin to generate revenue that might help support your internal growth um so there's a lot of different ways to look at it um and um you know i i think in our in our data 43% of the people surveyed are monetizing with 22% saying they're planning to do it this year so um it'll be interesting to to get a closer look at you know what 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 some of those tipping points were for those organizations to move there well how interesting it's it's easy to not easy as we talked about earlier but easyish to to show the impact on the on the business from training to increase in sales or increase yeah. in renewal or decrease in in customer uh, satisfaction but then to see the, the you know the secondary way so you ask for budget and you have that advantage and say look at the yeah. impact but then you could just make it just all that easier by starting to figure out what these other trickles of revenue you know could be in you know from a, a yeah. revenue standpoint that are adjacent to that is, is kind of a brilliant way of looking how you can step into it your report though said that only six percent of respondents thought that their audiences were receiving enough training yeah so there's a couple of ways to look at that one way to look at that is yuck that's terrible the other way is wow there's 94 percent upside here what, what yeah why do you, why do you what's driving what's driving that stat you think why is that i love so the way hard? you look at it is that grass half full <laughs> i think that's what that is john yeah 94 <laughs> percent upside um yeah you know i think it's an interesting one i would say like so maybe i'll answer the question of, in a in a kind of an upside down way for a second i think um if you think about just the, the all the things we talked about the strategy strategies around educating the customer and how important they are and you think about all products right think about when we we tend to just focus on you know b2b so any physical product organization or software company but a B2B product that needs to educate their customer at anywhere in the life cycle, that's kind of where the focus is. And you have to think about the context, like, you know, traditional, the sort of traditional learning format um, is disappearing, right? The, the sort of location of the LMS is kind of beginning to disintegrate. And, and, and this whole concept that we've talked about for a long, the moment of need, meeting the customer where they are, this is absolutely critical in the way that individuals need to be, you know, educated in the life cycle. So, um, and it's about awareness, right? So the only way you might know about training um, in that 6% is maybe you've seen a link somewhere in the software, or maybe you got an email that you found as you were just checking out your spam folder on a Friday to make sure you didn't miss anything critical and you found a coupon code to go learn. Probably right um, next to my email. Yes, exactly. No, yours is in the inbox getting delivered. <laughs> sure of that. Um, but, you know, so I think, you know, I think the access point to the customer, you know, has is difficult, right? I think it's difficult in the traditional models. And I think we need to turn that on its head and say, you know, I need to just, 
you know, my eyeball needs to go to the right and I need to be able to gain access to learning. And I think we think about it, you know, in order to change that 6%, what we need to do is we need to think about education um, in the context of an individual's job or, or, or the, the, the job that they're trying to get done. So if I'm in the, if I'm looking for help, right, the support, the support journey, you know, we're looking at ways ourselves, we actually have a, um, a little uh, project going off here next week, actually on Thursday, to start looking at you know support you know training in in the process of support deflection. So when someone wants to be helped, how are we helping them? Are we asking them to just go submit a ticket, or are we actually seeing if there's a way for us to change their behavior, help them learn? Um, we got to think about that. We got to think about where they are in the context of the product. Are they out in the field installing HVAC and they need to figure out how some condenser needs to work? Are they in a software application trying to execute a task, download a report? Um, where are they? And do we need to provide guidance to have them, you know, uh, remove a blocker, or do we actually need to um, train them? Um, to be able to get, um, you know, success from the product. So we have to think much more universally about where the customer is, the task that they're trying to execute, where they're doing this and the context they're doing it. And I think if we do that, we have a much better chance of increasing that 6%, that 94% upside is there because embedded in that 6% is a link to your LMS, you know, that is that you can't find anywhere. Wow, who would have thought audience analysis, adaptive and personalized learning, work in the, or learning in the flow of work would, would be important here uh, outside of employee learning, huh? That's yeah. it's like the identical topics everybody's worried about, but worry about it focusing out. So we're out of time, fascinating conversation. You gave us a great piece of advice about aligning the program with, it, with what's in the boardroom. Yeah. Let me get more specific on one last piece of advice. So say you're an organization that's just really not doing this right and you're in training HR, what would be your advice to that person on what would be their first steps to think about how they could reach out and start supporting customer learning? What, what would you do in their shoes as a, as a first step to get the ball rolling in an organization that's you know, just hasn't got started yet? What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I think, um, you know, as I, I mentioned, you know, the, I think starting with the teams that are, you know, facing the customer, you know, initially, right? I think you either, you know, sales enablement organizations or internal training have the responsibility to train the support organization, the customer success organization, potentially some of the go-to-market teams. So that's the first place to start because I think there's a lot of alignment between the type of information that you know um that you're sharing and and the behavior that you're trying to you know um behavior change that you're trying to impart so i think kind of starting there a little bit um i think also um you know i think a general sense of curiosity with the marketing organization you know understanding the market um you know i think there's a huge benefit from an organization internally, you know, and again, there's a lot of inter internal training happens in many organizations and we all start with compliance and all the other things that are important and leadership management and manager training. Um, but, you know, really helping the organization truly understand the market, understand the customer. Like we talk about, you know, walking in the shoes of the customer in our, in our internal company, could everybody at our company land the plane if they had to go and be a temp at a customer education department tomorrow? So 
Um, so I think from an internally focused L&D team, it's it's making sure that as you div you look at the curriculum um, and you look at how that's being delivered, you know, what's how is that, you know, how how can that also be be shared and delivered to the sort of customers themselves? So I think that's an interest, just a, a place to start. Obviously, there's lots of other things and other places to go there, but I think that would be my advice to begin with. Now, there you have it. Sage advice. Barry Kelly, CEO of Thought, in, Thought Industries. Uh, fascinating conversation as always. You always give uh, such an interesting perspective on uh, how to think about customer learning. It's uh, it's uh, even here at Talented Learning, we continue to grow and, and, and think about new shades and new reflections of this. But uh, even in our own estimation, we, we typically think of the life cycle as four and so of four different stages. And so in this conversation, I'm already, you know, thinking, wow, I'm, I'm not doing it justice. It's even broader than that. And that's just one example of yep. just the insights that you bring every single time you join us uh, here at Talented Learning. So thanks so much for carving out the time. Uh, great to speak with you again. My pleasure, John. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for everything you do and uh, for, for keeping us all informed in this market. And it's been it's been great to, to, to be part of it over the last eight years. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Out, uh, outstanding. Uh, keep leading away. Uh, Barry, we'll have you back on soon to, to give us the next update. Uh, 22 will be here before we know it. Uh, audience, thanks for listening to an ep another episode of the Talented Learning Show. You can find more of our free content at talentedlearning.com. Have a great day, everyone.